Hello, friends. Thank you for engaging with The Homily by Pastor Chill Will from Chapel Hill. I hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and moves you to go deeper in your faith and enrich how you love God and love your neighbor in your day-to-day life. Just a reminder, like the scriptures and gospels themselves, this homily was written for a particular community in a particular context and time and history. And yet, like our sacred texts, I hope that these words hold timeless truths about God's unconditional love and grace. We hope these words speak to you in a meaningful way. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Confession. I wasn't the best student growing up. My birthday is September 2nd, just last week, and so I was right there at the cutoff mark when you put your child in school. I started out being the youngest in my class, and surprise, surprise, I started out my schooling a little hmm, immature, and I goofed off too much in class. So my parents held me back in the third grade. Reflecting back, that was a fantastic decision because now, being one of the oldest kids in class, this allowed me to catch up a little bit, a little bit, with maturity and learning. And yet, I was still just an above-average student who mostly read surfing magazines and comic books. This wasn't only in public school. This averageness and goofball shenanigans was also a part of my experience in rearing in Sunday school, confirmation class, youth group, sitting in church. I confess I made my Sunday school teachers question why they even volunteered to teach Sunday school in the first place. I know this because one of my old Sunday school teachers shared this with me at my ordination. Yeah. Yes, indeed, it was the patience of my parents, teachers, tutors, youth directors, Sunday school teachers, pastors, and church community that led me through my own formation to the person who claims to be a disciple of Jesus. And as a pastor who is called to help form and shepherd other disciples of Jesus. Now, I still love surfing magazines or 
Instagram videos, vlogs, and I still read comic books, but I also love to learn and to read about our world, about theology and philosophy, to read and to listen to podcasts about the intersection of faith and science and, and pop culture. See, I'm still being shaped. I'm still a work in process. My formation and faith formation is a lifelong, never-ending process of becoming. Today is Rally Day. As Holly shared, that's Lutheran insider lingo, meaning Sunday school is starting again. So we rally. We rally not around a building or our ministers or some trending program. We rally around the triune God. Father, Son, Spirit, a divine cosmic entanglement of relationship, of love and grace. We rally around Jesus, our rabbi, our teacher, our shepherd, Lord, Christ. You see, the grace given to us is free, 100%, unconditional. We don't have to earn it or be smart enough to comprehend it or make straight A's in school or in confirmation class, God loves us no matter what. Yet, we are called to be formed and shaped by this unconditional love and grace, to learn and grow and become who God is calling us to be, not only filling our minds with information and facts, but also within our hearts, within our relationships, within our vocation and how we live in community with one another within these walls and beyond. Faith formation involves all of who we are, a catechism of the whole self. And so as we experience the love and grace of God in the triune God, who meets us wherever we are in our own process, who meets us in the person of Jesus, who meets us in God's word, who meets us in the waters of baptism and meets us at this table with bread and wine, we are called to discern and learn and grow in what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to explore this experience together, understand what it means and how it shapes our lives and how we inhabit the world. So yeah, I guess that's my hot take on rally day. Now, we didn't plan it this way. It's just how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. It just so happens that here on Rally Day, we hear the scripture readings from our lectionary, and they have a lot of instructions, teachings, and commandments within them this morning. Jesus is teaching his disciples a healthy way to deal with conflict as we live in community with one another because we all know that people are going to be. Ezekiel, in the way that prophets often do, reminds Israel how to live in this world with God's Torah leading the way. Paul instructs the church in Rome how the commandments of God become a gift for living our lives in relationship with one another, and how all the commandments can be summed up as love your neighbor as yourself. And then we hear Psalm 119, ring out. Teach me, O Lord, the, your ways, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. 
Lead me in the path of your commandments. The Psalms are the prayer and the hymn book of the Hebrew Scriptures. These were Jesus' hymns and songs and prayers and poems that guided him in worship and that helped shape his faith formation. In our hymnals, which we cracked open this morning, we have all 150 psalms as our first 150 hymns. We take a look. Our hymns or hymnody in the Lutheran liturgy starts with 151 because we acknowledge that the psalms, all 150 of them with their praise and laments and questions and doubts and anger and joy and hope is a part of our faith history and heritage. Now, in our scripture readings today, we read back and forth from Psalm 119, and we only read eight verses. But this psalm, if you look at it, 119 is 176 verses broken down into 21 stanzas. Now, you think some of our hymns are long. That's a long one. Each stanza and its eight verses are broken up by the Hebrew alphabet, probably as a memorization tool, but also the psalmist and poet praises God everything from A to Z, from Aleph to Tel. Our eight verses today use a plethora of words to describe the Torah, God's teaching or law, words like statutes, understanding, Awe, commandments, decrees, and ordinances. But interestingly, the Torah, or God's law, Psalm 119, is not presented as a strict set of rules or regulations. Rather, it's the law and teachings of God as a way of life. A way we posture ourselves as being in the world to help us grow in our relationship with God and with our neighbors. It is a gift that gives life, life to its fullest as we live in relationship with one another. And this is how we see Sunday school and faith formation here at Holy Trinity. We're not teaching laws and rules to suppress your life, but rather to bring life to your life, to live in relationship with one another, to build our community up as brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, our God is not a God of arbitrary rules and regulations, or some strict professor in the clouds ready to give you a passing or failing grade, but rather one who calls us to a life to be lived and be with one another. To grow our relationship with God, grow a relationship with our neighbor. For us, Rally Day is a day for a new start for our faith formation. We hope that you'll find these opportunities as a way to grow in how you follow And like the psalmist, we embrace all of our prayers in our hymns, in our poems, in our laments, in our questions, in our anger, in our joy, in our hope, this adventure that we call faith. In the realm of the conversations around faith and science, one of the main questions that always seems to rise to the surface is this question, what does it mean to be human? What is our place and meaning in this vast universe? What does it mean to be human within the diverse ecologies and organisms and animals? What does it mean to be human with the emergence of tools and technology and robots and artificial intelligence? So on and so on and so on. 
A friend of mine who works deeply at the intersection of faith and science uh, shared a story that he was at a science and religion uh, conference, and one of the keynote speakers opened his presentation with the question, what separates us humans from robots and AI? He paused to allow those present to soak in that question and perhaps reflect how they would answer that question. And then he said, well, luckily there's this little box at the bottom on paying for a bill that says, I am not a robot. All I need to do is check it. Or maybe we get that question that says, identify the boxes that have a stoplight in it. Then how is that one stoplight touching this? And is the pole part of the stoplight? And I get confused and I don't know what to check. Maybe I'm a robot. No, I'm human. I'm in relationship with you and with one another. And I believe as we grow to learn how to follow Jesus together, Jesus not only models for us how to be a human, but he speaks to the reality that we don't do this thing called faith and life alone. We live in a complex and abundant ecology of relationship, not just with other humans, but also with plants and animals and oceans, entanglement of relationships. And so in the Gospel of Matthew, today Jesus speaks of this reality where two or three are gathered. He's there in the midst of it. This is often hard work. It involves sometimes conflict and different opinions and different worldviews. We're not robots. We're humans. How do we communicate, live, and pray with one another? For those looking at what success means for the church, notice that Jesus doesn't say where thousands upon thousands or hundreds upon hundreds gather, I am there in the midst. He boils it down to just a small group, just a few people, just a couple of people, or two or three are gathered, there I am. And perhaps it means to be human, to be in relationship, to be intentional with one another, This is how it means to be the body of Christ in the world. And so here on Rally Day, yes, we say J-E-S-U-S. We do a wave, we rally, we get excited about the opportunities to grow in our faith. Perhaps we can keep it simple too. Be intentional with the two or three people we're close with. Or two or three people that we haven't quite met yet. Grow and learn and get to know. In the midst of all this, place our hope in the promise that Jesus is right there in the middle. Amen. Thank you for listening. If there is anything that stood out for you, or if you have a question, or you just want to have a conversation, you are always free to reach out and contact us. And remember, you are not alone and that you are loved with a love stronger than death.